This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. On May 25th, 2005, Liverpool produced one of the greatest comebacks in sporting history as they beat AC Milan to claim the club's fifth European Cup. And ahead of the 15th anniversary of the miracle of Istanbul, the Liverpool Echo's LFC correspondent Paul Gorst spoke to Jimmy Traore, one of the Liverpool heroes on that famous night. Jimmy tells Paul all about the run-up to the final, what Rafa Benitez said before it, exactly what happened at half-time when it appeared he would be coming off, Steven Gerrard, the penalty shootout and the celebrations back in Liverpool the next day when one million people lined the streets of the city to see the Reds parade the Champions League trophy. Enjoy. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Before we, we get into to the game itself, I just want to talk a little bit about the about the games leading up to that, the knockout games against Leverkusen and Chelsea and Juventus, uh, if that's okay. Um, yeah. yeah, no problem. So starting with obviously after the Olympiacos game, you, you draw Leverkusen in the in the last sixteen and a three-one win at home. Um, I spoke to Diddy Haman about this game and and he said it was the one that kind of made the team believe that you could actually do something serious in, in this competition. And um, what, what were your, your thoughts and memories about about, uh, about that game against the German side? I remember it was like, uh, to be honest, it was like a little bit pressure on us because, you know, we always been like maybe like underdog team or something like that. But when we draw against Leverkusen, like I think like everybody was expecting us to go through, you know, because the team we have in that time. But uh, it was not like easy game, but I think we've been like well, well prepared. You know, Rafa, like I think the tactic was very spot on and... Uh, and we score like early and uh, we make the difference. I think that's, I think it's always like, in, especially in Champions League, I think it's always the first leg, the most important legs. Mm-hmm. Whenever you play away from home or at home, I think it's always like the first result, like give like, you know, for the rest of the competition. So it's like, I think always like the first game, it was always very important for us. Um, Luis, Luis Garcia scored three, three goals in the two games and he obviously scored against Juventus. The famous goal against Chelsea, and um, it was only when I was I was looking back on this, I realised how important he, he was to the team. At the, you know, in that run, I think he scored pretty much half of his goals across that season in that run to, to Istanbul. I mean, how important was he as kind of like a someone who could provide a little bit of spark and something out the blue? I think he was uh, Lucho. I think he's like like he loved that kind of moment because I think he's like that's where like he shined. When we're on the big stage and uh, you know very important game and where he can uh, expose himself and show his quality, and I think it's maybe one of the reasons why Rafa like bring him to uh, Liverpool to bring that kind of touch offensively. That kind of guy can make uh, the difference for one skill, you know, one shot or that kind of things, and that's why I think he was very efficient. And uh, for the play, for the people, it's like it's not easy to mark him because he's like a kind of tiny. Uh, players can move around and it's very good technically so I think he's like yes and he was like a lot of that kid that guy he always need confidence yeah. and I think that game against Leverkusen when he starts to score that kind of goal I think give him like more confidence on his game and to go through you know yeah and then obviously the, the next the next game is against Juventus a team where perhaps once again news were seen as, as the underdogs once more I mean I was looking at that Juventus team there's so many Big names: Del Piero, Ibrahimovic, Emerson, um, obviously Buffon and Goal. I mean, um, 
be, I think because because of, of what followed with Chelsea and then obviously the win in Istanbul itself, I think that first leg against Juventus is sometimes forgotten, but that was such a, a special night as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a massive game, massive, massive game for us because yes, when you watch uh, Juventus, you know, lineup only like big star Buffon, Churam, uh, all that kind of Zlatan, Del Piero, all that kind of player. You know, it was like for us, it was like massive game to play. You know, so and when you watch our lineup, it was like a little bit strange. We have like uh, Lotalek. Yeah. On the lineup, just come back from his loan in France. I think that I don't think he was expecting to start, and he starts the game, and I think he gives the uh, assist to uh, Lucho. So that's kind of things. But like the same, I think Rafael was spot on on it. We prepared the game. We knew like uh, them. They love to control the game, control the tempo of the game, and uh, our strategy was like to press uh, as hard, uh, especially like Emerson when he gets the ball, because you know he likes to relax and play like you know in his own tempo. And that's you can see, I think, straight from the kickoff. I think it was like a back, back pass, pass from them, and we straight could put pressure and that kind of things, like raise the tempo of the game. And uh, yes, we scored like a fantastic first goal, and I think that gives confidence to the team. But we knew like we need to score against them because them, they were like very, very strong offensively. And uh, for us, it was like it was very important to start the first leg to score at home because we knew like if we score like in, in now we need to defend. I think that was suit our game, especially in the second leg, like to defend and you know try to play in counter attack. Yeah, the, the second leg was known more as a defensive masterclass from from everyone involved. I mean, those were kind of the games where the manager came into his own and, and he prepared that tactical plan to perfection. Yeah, yeah, with second leg, we, we play like a back line of five, you know, so we play with three center back because we know like now we want to one, them they need to go like take more risk and they need to score goals and uh, they have a big threat on the top, you know, when you have like a Zlatan, when you have Trezeguet and you have like a, a Del Piero as a 10, it's like, yes, it's a front three, it's like very, very tough. And uh, I think like tactically, I think we did like a great job as a team because like everybody sacrificed and we know like we need to defend and try to keep the clean sheet and so what we done you know you know with a fantastic jersey dudek and uh, the back four uh, back five i would say but everyone was defending because we know like in the end it's like that's the result we need yeah and then obviously you move on to, to chelsea in the semi-final the bill's first uh, european cup semi-final for, for over 20 years and th there seemed to be a bit of a rivalry developing between the, the fans and you played them in the League Cup final a couple of months earlier, but did the players feel that rivalry, or was that just a thing that was just kind of developing between the fans at the time? Oh, we knew, like we knew it was like a big rivalry, you know, because yes, Chelsea was the new guys, you know, with mm -hmm. Mourinho, a lot of money, bring big players, spend a lot of money, and uh, they beat us in the cup, you know, that year, and it was painful for us, you know, the way we lost the game. And uh, we knew, like, they tried to board our best player, our captain, you know, Steven Gerrard, all that kind of thing. So it's like, it was a lot of things between both teams, you know. And uh, that's what, what I think, like, makes the things even, like, bigger. And uh, to have, like, yes, the first leg in uh, Chelsea and the second one in uh, Liverpool, we knew, like, if we go there and we uh, at least keep, like, a clean sheet or we get the result, we know, like, like when we're back home with our fans, we can make the difference. Yeah, and they certainly did. I mean, that game, that atmosphere is talked about. You know, it, it's fifteen years. It's over fifteen years now. But um, 
that has gone down in in history as one of the greatest nights in the club's history. I mean, how, how do you reminisce on that 15 years on? To be honest, it was like the best ever atmosphere I, I, I witnessed and I've been in, in uh, Liverpool, you know, for my all my years in Liverpool. Honestly, I've never seen like on field that way, you know, the fan, like when people talk about like, yes, uh, the fan, they can't score goals, they can't make the things. So it's like, don't be worried when you start the game. To be honest, Liverpool fan, they make the difference on that uh, evening because they push us like, you know, when you have that kind of fun, you back you up. It's like even like right now, I'm talking about the goosebumps because it was <laughs> fantastic. It was like they cheer for us. I've never seen like on field that make that noise. It was like crazy. And uh, when we get that result, and in the end, like you know, we celebrate on the field with the fun. We know mm. we have something like fantastic for the club. They're waiting for some that kind of things for a long time, and it was like fantastic. Yeah, it was a special night, and then you go to uh, you go to Istanbul for, for the final against AC Milan. And um, I was reading that Rafa Benitez in the, the team meeting before the game. I think it was the day before. He he said he was trying to convince the team how um, how you could beat a team that was as good as AC Milan at the time with so many world stars. He'd obviously uh, beaten a, a couple of big teams yourself on the way in. Did did he need to convince you or? Um, did you feel that you could actually go there and you know do the business? To be honest, it's like uh, when I was in Liverpool, it was always the same mentality to go to the final. We like we know like under like we are like uh, favorite or underdog. It was always like uh, we go there to win it, and uh, we that's the way we went to that final. You know because we know it's a final. It's not about like the best team or the best way to play. It's only like. To win, to win it, you know. So it's like that's where we always go with that spirit. Or back in the time when Liverpool. So yes, of course, when you watch the lineup, when you watch all the star for AC Milan, it was like the best team ever. For, I think <laughs> Milan, Milan, and for us, yes, it was like yes, it was a challenging. But we love that kind of challenge, you know. Like okay, if we can beat them, it's like yes, maybe we close to them or something like that. And it's one game. So it was like he was. I think it's a reason, I think maybe it's one of the reasons why maybe uh, he's one of the best Champions League final because of uh, the opposition, both team, but Asimilan like with all the star and the way they start the game and the way we we come back and I think that's make like even bigger. Yeah. So uh, the, the the team team news comes in and, and you're starting biggest game of your career. Against the, a world-class team in Milan, how how are you feeling pre-match? Any nerves, tension, or are you quite relaxed? Oh, uh, you know both. You know, it's like it's the Champions League final. It was the first one for for all of us, mm. I think, team. So it was like, to be honest, it's like yes, of course, we have a little bit of pressure, but you know, it's just like you want to do well for the fan, you want to do well for your family, everybody's travel. You know, it's just like it was like a little bit of tension in the beginning of the game, but you know, when after. That when the referee blows a whistle, it's a game, you know. So you try to do your best, you know. And um, so, so the game didn't start well for for the team or, or yourself. You conceded the free kick, AC Milan score within what under a minute. I mean, how how are you feeling after that? I mean, that must have been such a such a blow after after so much preparation to concede the early goal. He's always he's tough, you know. Especially like uh, the way uh, we've been like very successful. I would say like all the run of. Champions League, especially like when we were arriving uh, on the knockout uh, group uh, stage. So it's like, it was like, we always been like, our strength was to defend. We defend always very well. 
So we never like concede that many goals and we're very, very, very solid. And to start that way was maybe like uh, tough for us. We don't expect to concede the goal that early. And, uh, and after that, you know, the wave went, they, uh, they give them confidence just Milan and they attack, attack, attack. And it was tough for us, you know, to, to, to cope with it. But yes, the first 45 minutes, it was like a nightmare for all of us, you know. And uh, it was tough. It was tough. And we need to give credit to SMU. And I think they've been prepared very well. They knew the way we play. They watch us and they know where they can hurt us. And that's why you need to give them credit, you know, because I think sometimes we're always talking about the players or something like that, but the coach has a big part of it. And I think uh, Ancelotti, he prepared his team very well and he know where to hurt us. You know, in the middle of the park, and with two two striker, like makes the difference like that. Run beyond the defense. I think it was like spot on. It was perfect for them. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. And during half time, there was actually a bit of confusion, wasn't there? Where um, I think the physio Dave Galley told Rafa that you were injured, um, and I think Rafa's actually said that you looked like you wanted to to kill the physio at the time because you wanted to continue, but then Steve Finn and couldn't continue, so. Didi Haman came in for him and then you went into a back three. I mean, you just kind of cleared up what went on during the half-time interval. Oh, no, no. The true story was like uh, half-time was supposed to be out. You know, Rafael wants to make the, the change on the team. And uh, uh, to be honest, it's like I know my quality was not like uh, I'm not. I was back in time and even now. I was not the full back like uh, go forward, bumping and crossing in front of that. I was, was like my quality was more to defend. But we are 3-0 down, so we need to be like more, more offensive, more open, more go to try to score goals. And uh, yes, it makes he try to make a tactical uh, decision to take me out and put uh, Rizzo as a, a wing back and play back line of three. And I think it was a right movement to do. <clears throat> Unfortunately for Steve Finan, Steve Finan was like a little bit like injured, and that's where the confusion started, you know, because I was out, Steve Finan still in. And uh, when uh, Rafa find out like Steve can't keep going for long, so he was like, yes, I can't make like uh, already like lose like three players because we don't forget like uh, Harry Kewell was subs after 20 yeah. minutes. So it's like Smyser went in. So imagine like I was out and after that, uh, Finan maybe 10 minutes when we start the game, he still like can't keep going. So it was like tough decision to take. But Rafa, he was like, he take that quick. So he make like, no, Jimmy, you stay in. And uh, Finan out, and he bring uh, uh, Aman, Didi Aman, to uh, to make sure like now we are like well balanced in the middle of the park, and like uh, Aman uh, with his ability to take care of uh, Kaka because Kaka helped us like so much, and like maybe too much like freedom. So I think it was like important for him to move uh, Steven Gerrard further on the field, and uh, to have uh, Aman and uh, Alonso to take care of uh, of Kaka and like that, you know. With the back line of three, it's more easy for us, like, you know, to have, like, three centre-back against two strikers, it's easy to control, you know, and that's what we've done. Yeah, so, half-time in, in the biggest fixture in club football, you're 3-0 down to a, a world-class team like AC Milan, all the chips are down. How did Rafa Benitez try to convince the team that, that this wasn't over and you could actually come back? What, what did he say? Oh, he tell he tell first because it's like 15 minutes. Everything go fast, you know. You need to think about like tactically what you need yeah. to do and like that. And uh, Rafa is uh, English was not the best, you know, back in time because it was his first year. But he was like, oh, we can understand him. 
and uh, he need to make some change tactically. But the most important thing, I think, he was like, I think he maybe maybe on the locker room he was maybe the only one like Billy who can come back. So we all, I remember, we all have a head down and we all like pissed and happy because of the performance. But one thing I remember is like, yes, we need to go out in the second half and we need to win the second half. We lost the first one. We need to go win the second half for us, for the fan, for the family, for everyone like believe on us. And like that, we know we don't have any regret. If we win the second half, okay, that's the way it is. And he, the last few words, he said, yes, if we score goals on the first 15 minutes, maybe we can come back. But to be honest, it's like nobody believe on that. Like, yeah. you know, a prenial down against the best one of the best team in the world with all the experienced player because don't forget he was like all experienced player for AC Milan. Yeah. And it was all like playing the big stage, World Cup, winner, all that kind of thing. So it's like for us it was like, oh, maybe it was tough. But like always, you know, it was always we have our leader, our best player, make always difference and show us what we need to do. And uh, Steven Gerrard, yes, he's a leader. That, that's a perfect example. That first goal like give us like hope, and he drives the team until the end. And that's why we need to give credit to a player like him. Mm. I mean, so within six minutes, it's three three against all the odds. Such an emotional roller coaster, and it must have taken so much out of the team. Um, how? What? What's your mindset when when the game restarts at three three? Are you thinking we can go and win this, or are you just thinking let's just try and and, and get through this because you know it has taken so much out of out of everyone in the team are we to be honest it's like because we we, we don't expect to score like three goals in six minutes mm. so when we scored the first one after that second one we give so much energy so much things go on on and now when we scored the third one i remember like we all watch each other like oh we keep going attacking or we defending and i think we we choose like I think the right solution for us because we start like to spend like so much energy to go forward. So we did start to try to defend because now as Milan try to take more risks, start to get like open and we're like, well, yes, to defend a little bit deeper for us, it maybe sweet our game. And we have like people from the bench can make the difference with the speed. And we have like Jibril Sisse. We know like Jibril when he come on, he can run and he's faster than uh, Stam and uh, and Nesta. So it's like for us, it was like maybe a little bit deeper, re- regain the ball and play like, a, you know, a vertical ball or play like forward for Cissé, you know, so more direct. And that's what we've done. And uh, yes, I think Cissé have like maybe one chance, you know, but that's the way it is, you know. Um, I've, I've, I've not long spoken to, to Didi Haman actually, you know, asking the same, same sorts of questions. And he was saying how much respect he has for you because you thought you were coming off a half time your night is over and then you've got to refocus because you're not actually coming off, you're back in the team and then you play through it and then clear one off the line and go on to have a fantastic second half and extra time. I mean, was that difficult to kind of summon the the, the strength to, to, to just, you know, you think you're coming off, but you've got to then go again as, as it was? That's, it was like, uh, that's, to be, uh, honestly, it's like, that has been like always that, all my career it was like that. So it's like I think if I've been like uh, I've been in Liverpool when I was 19, when I arrived, you know, it was like no speaking English, nothing, nobody know me, and I think it's like all way through my career, I was always been like that. Like uh, one of my strengths is like mentally, I was very strong, you know, because 
to be honest, yes, I take like a lot of criticize, a lot of things. People like, yes, you can't, people, you know, like you all the time. So it's like, yes, I had some bad performance in Liverpool. I think that year I scored a home goal in the FA Cup, all that kind of thing. So everybody like write me down. And uh, for me, it was always like, yes, but people don't know where I come from, don't know my story, mm -hmm. don't know, you know. And that's why one one of my strength. And uh, which way I took it with uh, Rafa when I was Sabon, supposed to be Sabon. To be honest, I was devastated. But I was always thinking about the team. And I was more upset about myself because uh, on my head, I let down my teammate. You know, I let down the fan, I let down the people. And when uh, he gave me that second chance, I was like, no chance I can leave that, you know. So I need to go and perform and uh, that's it. It's a destiny. It's like that's my career. It's been like that. Second chance, and I need to grab it and need to help the team. And that's why I went on the second half. You know, come back and uh, forget the first half because that's where it is. Football, football, uh, football game is uh, two times for five minutes and plus. So it's like if you make one mistake and you have put your head down and you think it's done, that's why you don't make it. So it's like. It's very important to be very strong mentally, and that's why it was one of my strengths. Yeah. So then, uh, goes to somehow you've come back and it's three-three, and, and you play through to extra time. Spot kicks, penalties to the side. Did uh, did you put your hand up for one or? Uh, no, that on that point is like that's where people always ask me. Oh yes, you know, when you think that's where I have so much respect for Rafa and his uh, coaching staff and our group as well. It's like. He came and he asked everyone, we want you to take uh, the penalty. And we have like big players and we have players, they're like, raise your hand, yes, I took it, I take it, I take it. And even players like, they don't start the game. But they have so much confidence and they want to do it for the team that, you know, so I don't need to put myself on the line because we have players, raise their hand, more confidence and uh, go in, you know, you can even see. Guys like Steven Gerrard and Jimmy Carroll, they don't take a penalty kick. So we have like Aman step in. He, he takes the first one. Uh, Smicer, uh, I think it was like Cisse, Razor, all that. And that's you need to give them credit because they want to take it and they want to make the difference. And we have confidence on them. Yeah. So the moment that um, Jay-Z Dudek saves from Shevchenko and um, the game's over, Liverpool have won, the champions of Europe. The celebrations there, you know, they were incredible. What what was it like to live through that? It was like it was like so much emotion. It's like it's crazy because you know you <clears throat> it was a movie. Like I think it's like if you say like it's a movie and that's happened, we say no, that's only in the movie. But for us, it was like we went through like all different emotion, like the excitement to start the game, you know, disappointed, like you know when you lose. And uh, you have that emotion, like maybe you are like the best in the world. You think you achieve something like fantastic. And yes, we've been like so happy, you know, because I think that group we make like a lot of sacrifice. We know each other for many years, for some of us, been in Liverpool for so long. And uh, you, we know like what that means for the fan, for the supporter, for the club, for the city, even for uh, English, you know, for the England. Because it was like we represent England because, you know, it was a long time maybe English team don't win this Champions League. So for us, it was like something like fantastic. And then they, just finally, then Jimmy, the, the celebrations the next day in Liverpool's city centre, one million people on the streets, you know, to, to welcome home the, the heroes. You know, can you just talk me through through that evening? That it was like one of the best moments uh, 
I witnessed like in uh, Liverpool, you know, I used to live in the, in the city center. So it's like, uh, yeah. yes, I've never seen that many people in downtown. <laughs> and even when we went like on the bus around the Liverpool, it was like, honestly, it was like so crazy, you know, and you can feel like we we did something like, some, we achieved something crazy because everyone went on the street. And I knew like, I have some of my friends, good friends, they're like 100% uh, Everton fan. Blue, true, true blues, 1%. <laughs> and them, even them, they was on the street and cheer for us. That's why, that's why I like, I say like, yes, we achieved something like fantastic. We did something like, and we knew like after that, uh, we knew like, yes, it's a fifth, fifth one. So we go to keep the cup. So you know, like you achieve something and you become someone like, yes, you achieve something great for the club. Uh, yeah, of course. It was such such an incredible time. Um, Jimmy, just just want to say thanks very much for, for your time. Really appreciate it. No problem. It was like fun for me, and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you about uh, you know my time in Liverpool and what the city and the club done for me. It's like I will always be grateful. You know. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.